Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Generic Video Game Podcast. One week into the new year, and we are already looking to cancel our subscription to 2021. The seven day trial already has us disinterested. Yet, throughout the next 90 minutes or so, Molly and I will do our best to offer an audio escape from the realities of today. While the PS5 and Series X don't have much new to offer since our last recording, Switch is still pumping out older classics and limited editions like candy. Also, other consoles and handhelds are still on the horizon, with the likes of the Analog Duo, Analog Pocket, Mega Engine, and Playdate, to name a handful. Aside from that, Molly and I may dip into discussions of our never ending backlogs, discuss the state of Japanese gaming, with PlayStation units selling less than 1 million units overall for the entirety of 2020, as well as anything else that may come to mind. Welcome to episode 42. You know, I was really hoping that, like, 2021, like, something was going to happen that was, you know, exciting or whatever, because as boring as last year was, you know, I, I just wanted something to happen because it just feels like nothing has happened for the past year. And, and this year is, is still nothing. I just don't know what's going on with this world. One week in, less than one week in, we got excitement. Six days in. Six I'm not. I'm in. not writing this year off yet, but it's just like, it's it's you know. I, so I was I was thinking about for this show. I was trying to think of like, I was I was thinking about making a game for you, and I was gonna have a game about like, did did the game come out in 2020 or not? Because how this started was, I was working on my best of 2020 list for EGM. Um, mm-hmm. And thinking about like, what games I should include. And I was like, wait a minute, like, Resident Evil came out last year. Like, Resident Evil 3. Uh, like, yes. I yes. would have sworn Resident Evil 3 did not come out last year. And, and looking at other games, it's like, I would have sworn that game didn't come out in 2020. I would have sworn that game didn't. You know, it's like, they, they felt like so long ago. Yeah, because so much has happened. Yeah, spring was actually pretty darn big. I, I felt spring was like Christmas, but I also know where you're coming from. Spring feels like three years ago. Yeah, it's just some of the things were like, wait a minute, Final Fantasy VII Remake yeah. was last year. Yep. Resident Evil 3 was last year. Like,、mm-hmm. like, Dreams, Dreams on the PS4, that, that Media Molecule game,、mm-hmm. that was last year. It's just like some of the stuff is like, you'd swear they've been out for like years already. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing, yeah. Well, Animal Crossing is, is different for me because. But I'm just, yeah. That, but, that, you was, know, such major, a, that was yeah. such a COVID game. Right. That I, I, I tied that specifically to being out. Around the exact same time COVID was, was really becoming big. So that was different for me, but there were all, a lot of the rest of the games, like I just had no concept of, of when they had come out. Because everything feels just so, like, so long ago now. Right. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, now that we're thinking about it, you know, 2020 was pretty loaded. And obviously, some of them were updates and remasters, but you even had P5R. Yeah. Um, There was another one that was right on the tip of my tongue. And of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forget it now that I'm talking out loud. But、um, Ghost of Tsushima, 
you know, that was another one in July. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of heavy hitters. But uh, yeah, I mean, 2020, I think, I think too, you know. Yeah, too also because of the new consoles, you know, just like it, it just, our brains were so mixed up into like what happened when. Mm-hmm. Oh, another one that people are probably screaming at their uh, their phones right now listening to us. Uh, you and I are on the same page, though. We both did not play this major new release. Huge game, but another one, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. That's a big one. But yep. uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, while we do get a little bit political at times on this show, I'm going to make a, just a blanket statement right now to make everyone feel better. Uh, excluding our friends and listeners, uh, I-, I hate everybody right now. So <laughs> the, I'm that. so sick of I- I'm so sick of everything from every side. Uh, I-, I hate it all right now as we embark on 2021. I'm over it. Yeah, I mean the the one yeah because Anthony and I were talking about this pre-show, but like the one thing I'll say is is it's it's you know because I was telling Anthony the fact that like on my Twitter account I tried to to not get into to politics or like heavy stuff because that's my kind of just escape from that those kind of things mm-hmm. um so i always keep it just very light or really very silly and stuff and i i think sometimes it's easy to feel really guilty about doing that uh because you feel like you have to care and you have to always be part of something and you have to always be struggling to something but i i, mm-hmm. I do think especially after last year like I, I do think sometimes you just need to just let it all just get pushed aside and say yeah i can have time where i just don't deal with any of that you know i think i think you have to so yeah social media is a cesspool for the most part right now it's horrible get rid of it all it's yeah get rid yes yes but uh Uh, With that said, um, you know, kind of freestyle, I know we usually do, you know, we do have some sort of structure to an extent with the show with notes and talking points. Uh, This may be a little bit more freestyling than usual. Uh, As for myself, uh, I know last time, well, first of all, it's it's been less than two months since our last recording. So that's a record for us (laughs) in the last couple of years. People will be Um, shocked. We talked about um, trading some older titles, uh, selling off some stuff, making some money. Uh, getting a bunch of new stuff in return. Uh, I got rid of a few other titles this past week and added to my collection once again. Uh, I've been on a roll with my Switch, uh, buying everything in sight that I can. I guess we'll do a little plug free of charge to Retro Game Trader in uh, about three miles from where I live off Farmington Road in Beaverton, Oregon. And why do I bring this place up uh, specifically? Uh, because they are, I believe they pride themselves on being the largest Switch uh, stock of Switch games, I think, not only in Oregon, but possibly on the West Coast and further. And uh, people from afar go to this location, which is crazy to me because it's so close to me, so I don't think of it that way. But um, yeah, lots of obscure titles. I've I've been just, I don't know, I've been all over the board with imports, older games, classics, uh, cherry-picking stuff back into my collection on different formats. Um, you know, obviously still got my PS5. I've added some digital stuff to that. But right now, my PlayStation 5 at the moment is kind of a showcase of my favorite games that kind of define me running on PS5 with better frame rates and some slightly enhanced visuals. So I got a lot of PS4 classics uh, that I've cherry-picked onto that console. Um, 
my latest actual PS5 game that I added to my collection recently was Mortal Kombat 11, uh, the Ultimate Edition. And I was actually getting some enjoyment out of that. Uh, I've got to tell you, the load times are something else on that game. Because I know on the, the previous gen, I believe they could be lengthy, much like Street Fighter V running on vanilla. And uh, yeah, so I got some enjoyment out of that. A good I deal mean, that's on that. My thing. That's my thing Like with the new consoles is, is I, I know people out there have been like, oh, there's not enough games for them. And there's not enough mm-hmm. new experiences. And, and I honestly am so happy to have just thrown away the old generation and 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 i the fact that i have both of the new consoles just because like man those load times those load times are so different and 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 the frame rate boosts that older games can get you know um on the xbox series consoles you get the 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 hdr for all the old, older games like all these just these these niceties now it makes it so hard to go back to playing those games on the old consoles and and so just if nothing else i'm really really glad now to have systems that just have the ssds and have the 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 better tech and and that we can just get those old consoles out of the way and just have games playing more like they should have been i don't care i don't care that we don't have a ton of like brand new fancy next-gen games i'm fine with that you know for now like i would just rather have consoles that play those old games while I'm still playing them way better. I will say this to be Mr. Negative and uh, uh, Mr. 2021. A problem that we already know about that I don't, I don't know how they're going to solve this. They have got to do something about these 50, 60, 70 gig installs on. Yeah. I, I mean, it's got to stop because I mean, either that or we need five terabyte drives. I mean, I don't know what to say beyond that. It's they, they have to come up with someone has to come up with something. Because I'm not even I, trying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said before, like that I like the fact the Xbox you can you can have the physical copies to like reinstall games so that at least you mm-hmm. get that initial chunk. And actually it does sound like um Sony has started pushing PS five games where the physical and digital version of the same copy um, so I don't know if it's going to work that way as well. Where if you if you have a digital license, you can have a physical copy to reinstall it. But yeah, I mean, like it's I like I've never ever thought about my my internet bandwidth limits, mm-hmm. except for the fact that when I was playing Stadia, and that was a major component of you know reviewing it. But the last two months, you know, the two months since I've gotten the new consoles, like I've I've almost gone over my bandwidth limit bandwidth limit both months wow like i've been in trouble both times of like like literally like my 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 uh month was over on christmas day and the day before my the internet provider you know texted me and it's like you're at like 95 percent of your of your bandwidth uh so yeah i mean just like there's so it's just so much download now and and games are getting so big, and you know the joke about Call of Duty, but Call of Duty, you can put on your PS5 and have like a third of your hard drive gone. Well, the MK11 I just uh, picked up with all of the DLC that comes with it and all that jazz fully loaded on, that clocks in at 85. Yeah. 
crazy. I had Cyberpunk on there, which obviously is a PS4 game, but running on PS5, and I've temporarily taken that off. And now I'm playing the Molly card, waiting for the true update, because I, I just couldn't. I, I wasn't in the mindset. I put several hours into it. I'm not going to beat up on that game any more than it already has been. And uh, I just freed up some space temporarily. That was taking up around 110 gigs. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you know. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I do know. Like, I, I did. I did because I got it for like 44 bucks. I got the Xbox One version of Cyberpunk. And I do know that it comes on two discs. That is correct. Much so I, like I, I didn't, RDR, I didn't even try to install it. Yet. It's uh, install disc and then the play disc. Like I think RDR two did that as well as did FF seven remake. Oh yeah, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, that. those. There's not many titles that have done that, but those three, those three big boys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just. Um, I think I was in a foul mood because the first couple hours I was enjoying Cyberpunk. I was liking it, and then. I think I just uh, woke up on the wrong side of the bed the last time I played it a couple weeks ago, and I just, um, I was not feeling, I wasn't feeling it, and mm. I uninstalled it, and then I mm. put Mortal Kombat on, and then I started to feel better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you ha- yeah, so you haven't touched Cyberpunk yet, have you? No, and, and funny, funny enough that I did um i did get a stadia copy oh well okay and and i have heard that's actually one of the best ways to play it right now at the moment i I have to tell you i have this on good word this is not coming with firsthand from me as funny as it sounds at this moment until the next gen update occurs the stadia version is the way to play cyberpunk right now that's all I've heard. I I mean, that's that's what it is. But yeah. I, t- you know, I'm sticking to my guns. But again, again, I have the problem of like I could play it for like an hour and then not do any more because of the bandwidth. So oh oh well yeah well my whole deal is, uh, and if I can throw the I I can't I've got I've got too much right now. I I got too much. I can't do a stadia. I can't do any more than I got, and I'm not even get. I'm not even talking because of finances, and I'm not swinging my, you know what's around. Like I got some cash flowing here. I just I got so much stuff all over the apartment, so much stuff hooked up. I I can't do another goddamn console. That's my I, mindset. I know, I know. Like, I, I, I've, you know, in, in trying to get my office organized, like, it's, it's been, it's, it's just, I'm at the, yeah, I'm at the point where it's like, I've, I, if I had one more console right now, I think it would be broken because. I well, just, and it, and here's the thing. I don't know where to put it. I do want another console or two in my collection, which we can talk about later. I'm not trying to be funny, but it will be with some of these classic devices coming out. Yeah. And look, when am I ever going to play it? I don't, I'll probably be, probably be dead and have to donate it to a fan or a friend. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to play it. But, I mean, we've got so much stuff. And that doesn't even include my Twitch and YouTube viewing time when I'm a vegetable at night and don't want to touch anything after work. I, but, I'm at the, like, yeah, I'm at the point, like, and, and I feel, I know this is, this is so privileged to say this, but. Yeah. Like, I, I look and. 
so like the Epic Game Store, right? I have an Epic Game Store account. Mm-hmm. And and it's been like, here's the free game on Epic Game Store. And I'm like, all right, great. Add to my collection and never think about it again. You know? Like it's just I'm I'm at the point where I've got so many games in my backlog, mm-hmm. so many games sitting around that I've got half finished. I've got so many games through through PS Plus and Xbox Live Gold and then Game Pass and then Nintendo Switch with the the, the, the NES and Super NES stuff. And I've got Stadia because I had to do it for review. And then you've, sure. got, you've got the games sure. you got free through Twitch when you were an Amazon Prime subscriber. And then you get the, the games you got through Humble Bundle because you, there was a... I mean, I did that thing, that bundle where it was like a thousand some games. You know, for like a donation to to the the charity they were working on at that point, mm-hmm. and and then you've got your your Epic Store free games, and you've got your Steam deals, and it's just like I've I I don't know. It's 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 funny because I think back to when I was a kid, and oh, uh, uh, I couldn't imagine. Do you finish? <laughs> well, couldn't imagine. Remember? Do you remember when you were like, man? I wish they released more RPGs. Yeah, yeah. I want to play a, RPGs. It was it was like a unicorn getting a like yeah. when Final Fantasy two came out or three, which I never owned at the time, not because I didn't want them, but you know the deal. You can't get everything as a kid. But when that stuff made news or magazines or Chrono Trigger, it was like whoa. And then you're like, man, I wish. Then you're jealous of Japan. Yeah. Um, it's so funny, and I'll let you finish. I was going to say, I'm going to steal an analogy I ironically heard today on a YouTube video I watched from Kid Shoryuken doing a video. And so he said someone told him, because he was going around Akiba uh, the other day, looking doing a little 1,000 uh, yen challenge, the best game he could find for 1,000 yen. Huh, that's and cool. he's going through looking at everything, and there's just tons and tons of old RPGs. And the analogy was someone expressed to him that RPGs in secondhand stores are akin to sports games here. Ah, uh, yeah. But back to your point, yeah. yeah do you think you know well, as a kid just, growing up? Yeah, yeah, as a kid, I remember that. I remember just being like, "Man, I wish, I wish there were more games because because games don't come out very often, and I I just want more games." And 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 I yeah. know everybody. We've all been this this point. You sit there just like with like Netflix, right? You sit with Netflix, and you're like. Oh. I've got, I've got an hour. I just want to relax before bed. I just Please want to chill out. Please tell me you do what I do. And you're sitting there, and 30 minutes later, you're still like, no, no, no. Uh, I don't. You're you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and and you've got you've got your like saved favorites list, and it's now got like 182 yeah. items on it. Yep. And you're like. I have to remember what the last episode of this show was to watch this episode, mm-hmm. and and no, this is two hours. I can't get into this. No, I don't. I don't care about cake decorating in Denmark today. I, I, no, I don't want to do this. I no, this is too too gory. And then like your hours up, and you've done nothing. You've watched nothing. I do. Yes, I. You know what? I watch a lot of. Okay, because here's the deal. If you go well. At night, you're sitting on the couch, excluding pro wrestling. Let's leave that out of the conversation. If you're like, well, what do you watch a lot of? And Because I'm watching something, right? <laughs> that's I the worst. Watch... Okay, before you go on, before you go on, yeah. that's the worst. Is you'll be like, oh, what do you watch? And I'll be like, <laughs> like on YouTube, right? And like, I don't know if I can tell you what I watch. Oh, I don't even get into this conversation with outside of my court. Yeah, I don't get into this conversation with the average person. No way. 
I don't even get into my gaming conversations anymore. Actually, I stopped that years ago. We'll get into that later. What would you classify? I watch a lot of, I watch a handful of gaming-centric, you know, YouTube channels. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to mention someone's name. If someone knows who that is, they, he's a little bit controversial. But I watch a lot of Tikio Sam's content. I watch a lot of Kid Shoryuken. I'll watch Twitch streams. There's this couple I watch out of South Korea, EXBC. If I'm in the mood and they do a lot of walking around throughout South Korea, they, they'll go to Thailand, Japan. I watch a lot of real life, um, what would you call it, Molly? It's it's like, I don't want to say reality TV, cause I, but like to me, well, it's like, my like re- life, life streaming or like yeah. not live, but like life yeah. streaming. I don't know if it's like yeah. that. Or- uh-huh. I watch a lot of that stuff going around certain areas around town um, because I feel for me personally, like people use the term reality TV and it's all bullshit because there's a camera on there. They're working an angle to to get something to keep you, you know, but to me, a lot of these people I watch is reality TV because they're not paid to say what they're saying. You know, they don't have millions of viewers. And it's kind of like seeing life through their perspective or around town a couple hours at a time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's that's a lot of the type of stuff that I wind up watching. I think it's funny, like, because you bring up YouTube. And I think it's actually, and I, and I hate saying this, but, like, the one of the positives for me for YouTube is I'm only subscribed to, like, I don't even think it's, like, 15 channels. I think it's just... It's just <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to log in right now and see like, yeah. what, how yeah. many I have. I I, I yeah. think it's less than that. Um, but I have this very very small list of channels I'm subscribed to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, getting past that stupid homepage, but like going to my subscriptions list, I can be like, okay, I'm sorry, it's 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 twenty twenty five. I have twenty five channels I'm subscribed to, and I'll be like, okay, do any of these channels have something new? And if they do, I'll watch it. And if not, then maybe I won't watch anything. And it's 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 funny that, in a weird way, YouTube for me can be more concentrated because I can say, okay, I, I know that, like, Red Letter Media, if I'm in the mood to watch something longer, I know I'll watch one of their movie reviews, you know? If I want something short and quick, I'll watch Mr. Sunday Movies, whatever they did up, you know? If I want something weird, I'll watch, I'm, like, I'm subscribed to a couple channels that are, like, you know, uh, um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, somebody was posting on Reddit and now they've disappeared and there's a big mystery around it. Like these kind of like weird oh, mystery yeah. things, you know? Yeah. Or there's like technology connections where it's like, have you ever wondered how toasters work? You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, there are these very specific things. If I, if I, I can say, you know, do I want something stupid? Do I want something funny? And it's easier to concentrate. Whereas Netflix and I think video games too, in a way, I mean, we have genres, right? We have like fighting right. games or, or action, but there, there's, I, it's, it's, it makes me feel bad to say it, but I do at times appreciate the just lower level of requirement of YouTube. I can yeah. just sit there and uh, just yeah. zone out and watch it versus a game. There's just this 
paralyzing point you get to of like, you know, am I am I going to remember the controls for this game? Mm-hmm. Do I have two hours to play this RPG just to get one mission done? Do I have this and do I have that? And it's it's almost like having so many options makes it worse at the end of the day. You yeah, know? it's it's overwhelming in a way. Yeah, because and... when, when you were a kid, and that, that's why, like, like with with what we're gonna talk about later for the Genesis, and then my new arcade cabinet that I'm gonna be mod- modding. You know, I think there's a <laughs> a a drive to like. So I w- I know this is toy rambling, but I was watching a YouTube video of somebody talking about the Mega Era Drive Pro and how to set it up, and he said he bought a he bought an SD card that was big enough to have the entire Sega CD collection. And the entire Genesis collection, the entire Master System collection. And I decided I wasn't going to do that because mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like, with my arcade yeah. one-up machine, I'm going to put maybe, like, 50 games on there. 50 games I know I like, I know I want to play, I know I want to play with other people. And just have those and have finite choices where you don't have that kind of just overwhelming sense of dread of not knowing what to pick. I almost, I almost think limiting yourself is, is a better thing than having everything. I'm way ahead of you because I guess we can talk about this. I, I guess I'm not going to get arrested. Uh, and I don't have this in my possession anymore. I'm not joking. I actually, it's so funny because I gave this, um, what, how should I classify it? This, um, this gift from the devil. Uh, I had, I used to have a modified original Xbox, which for many years, mm, many yep. people out there will know that was one of the outside yep. of a PC. That was the best emulation box out there. And I remember it was a friend who surprised me with it. Oh, God, this must have been around two thousand, maybe four, two thousand five. And there was a guy in town, and I'm not joking. I think I told this story before, but it might have even been on Double Plus or when you were a guest. I, I told this story a long time ago. And the, someone in town who modified it, I never met the person, but did it for my buddy. Anyway, that person, I think, literally disappeared. And I'm not joking. I don't know if they got arrested or what. But this hard drive had all Genesis, SNES, a chunk of Amiga, MAME, Cap, uh, CPS2, Capcom section, Neo Geo. Uh, I mean, back to your point. Now, look, that first night I got it, and this is not an exaggeration, or for people that know me, I am not a na- night owl. I, I go to bed early, and I get up yes, early. I'm an does. early riser. <laughs> I, I, I have I, many nights where I'm like, I need to text Anthony something. I'm like, oh, wait, he's already asleep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I got this thing, let's say, at 2 in the afternoon. I didn't shut it off and go to bed until 5 a.m. <laughs> I mean, but back to Molly's point, I can relate because as time went on and having that thing, I would just spend much like the Netflix thing. You know, this is before that. Just scrolling through games. Now, look, there would be times where I'd be clicking stuff and just to see what it is. You know, you would do that, getting somewhere, so to speak, and just looking at oddball stuff. But there were so many times going through the Genesis or the Super Nintendo where you would just scroll, scroll, have ADD and not know what to focus on. Yep. 
you know? So, yeah, so I, I do, I mean, like, I seriously, like, like anybody, you know, however you're going to play your games, if, if, if it's a shelf of games, like, and that's, that's too, it's like, you know, the whole thing about, oh, collecting a whole set, like, you don't need to do that, just physical, ROMs, whatever, just, just have, like, a smaller selection and of games that you actually care about and give yourself a more focused chance to actually pick something instead of just wasting... I have wasted so many nights like that where I just keep looking and looking and looking and not making a decision, and then I've wasted the time. I'm really good at being a downer this evening. Have or, I or told- before you begin, or yeah. or you get into the the, 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 the point of... Pick a game, play it for five minutes, quit. Pick a game, play it for five minutes, quit. And then it's over and over and over. Like you do one of those two kind of things. I, I have to tell you, every time we talk about emulation or modifications, I always think of a story from about 24 years ago. Now, if I've told this story, you can stop me or tell me that you've heard it. Have I ever discussed a story from my Babbage's years where I'll never forget it because of all the things that have happened over the years? Um, you know, there's so much you forget in life. Like, there's things I should remember from years ago I don't. Certain people I should remember that I don't. Now, obviously, there's certain stories that'll stick with you and things you never forget. Have I ever told you the story of the two managers? that came from Singapore that worked at Babbage's at the time that uh, when I was there. Do you know where this is headed? I think so. Okay. Hmm. So why am I telling this story? How does this correlate to? So every time I uh, talk about like modding Xbox or, you know, burned games, which, which by the way, I never really did burn games and I'm not joking because I was always someone that wanted the boxes and the box art and manuals. But this type of conversation always makes me think of this to this day as to how things have changed so i remember working one uh, look when i was what 17 at the time Mm -hmm. uh, it was you know babbage's was a horrible place to work for someone that's first job got a little like a couple hundred bucks each check you can guess where it all went. It yeah. went right back into the store. So I would be reserving stuff for PlayStation N64. I can still kind of vividly remember this. I think on this day, I might have even been reserving NFL Blitz. And when I was at the counter, you know, your coworker will ring you up. So like I'd be on break. So I go on the other end of the counter and I'm like, hey, I want to reserve this, this and this. <clears throat> you haven't heard this story so far? I, I don't think so. And the, I'm actually tempted to use their name because they're unique names. Um, but any, we'll, we'll use John Doe and Jane Doe, I guess. But and they were nice people. And I was at the counter, and Jane Doe told me, uh, she goes, "Oh, hey," she goes, "If you're interested in any of these games or games like this," she goes. I can sell, you know, I can get them for you for like $5 a piece. And I said, I said, oh, no, I said that, you know, I said, you know, thank you. But I said, you know, I I said two things. I said, I said, you know, I'm the type of person I do like to have the, you know, the box and the and the man, you know, like to c- collect that. And then I also told Jane, do I said, look, 
I said, um, I said, you know, you have my word, but I said, I said, I'm not going to say anything to anyone, but I said, whatever you do, I said, do not, don't say this to anybody else in the store because I said, you know, you get in trouble. That's, I mean, that's like, I said, yeah, that's a crazy thing to say you're working in a game store. Yeah. So I said, I said, but you know, I won't say anything. And, and it was true. I wasn't looking for trouble and I kept my word. I, I honestly, I never said anything. So there was another guy that worked there who was a part-timer, and um, this guy wasn't my cup of tea. I never had any beef with him. This guy, this was one of those guys that just, <laughs> to be a hero, may, you know, to do everything by the book, maybe thought he was actually going to do something at that company or that company actually cared about him. And one day I went into work, probably, I don't know, let's say a couple weeks later. So here's the deal. This guy... I think either needed a ride home or didn't have a car at the time. So John Doe and Jane Doe, who knew each other, they were both from Singapore. They would take him home some nights. You probably already know where this is headed now. You know where this is headed now, don't you? <laughs> so John Doe and Jane Doe would take uh, this gentleman home. And they made the same offer to him. Well, mistake, because that person's not me, meaning... You know, I kind of know how this goes and different, mm -hmm. whatever. So uh, the hero, we'll call it, Superman, uh, squealed and told management. And it got to upper, it got to corporate. Mm -hmm. And long story short, now, uh, you know how it goes. Now they got to interrogate everybody, make everyone feel like they're a criminal. And they ask questions. Hey, did you ever hear about this? And I said, you know, yes, this was mentioned to me. And then they have to document it. Now, I didn't get in trouble, but you got to document all this. And I'll never forget the day where I came into work one day. And the, the then there was the district manager there. And a guy who would go on to be VP of GameStop for a period of time. Hmm. And I remember I had to man the fort up front and help customers and keep things going while they had John Doe and Jane Doe in the back. And I'll never forget, like, Jane Doe or whatever came out, like, for a brief moment. Because the back door... I guess I should explain because you won't. Yeah, the back door blended in at the time with the back of the store. It was kind mm -hmm. of like a hidden door. And okay, uh, yeah, I, rem yeah. I remember her coming out and just standing there crying. And I felt like the biggest piece of shit. Now, like I said, to cover my own butt, I didn't squeal. And, I, you know, and why am I telling this horrible story? Because copying discs at that time which was illegal, I always remember affected these two individuals' lives so much because they were here on what, what is it? I'm stupid when it comes to this. What, a visa? So they yeah. had to get deported. So mm. my point is, in conclusion, to wrap this terrible story up, I always remember two people's, th their lives changed forever in that moment for that and the crazy thing is now in 2021, I'm not saying that technically that stuff is still not legal. It's that is copyrighted material. That's a body of work, you know, uh, but things are so much more loosey goosey and different now that I, I tell this story to show perspective and how things have changed and how people's lives change forever.
because of I mean, that. I mean, but let's be fair. Like, if you're in that like in a, in a, a store that sells games, I think that still happens. And and just like with some of the crackdown that's been happening, like like I mean, it's I think it's way easier to do it now than it right. used to be. Right. But but I I think you still can get like I mean like that's that's I can't I can't even imagine working in a game store and even talking about yeah not even not even just pirating games but then selling the pirated copies yeah <laughs> I mean I'm laughing but uh, I know look uh, on that level I mean absolutely square one you're 100 percent I mean how wild and crazy do you have to be to do that but. They did it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so with that said, talking about all this classic stuff. So you were talking about not putting everything on there, cherry picking. So you've got your Mega SG. I saw your photo on Twitter. You have the EverDrive. You have your Bluetooth controller. For those who are interested, and as a reminder, what is your setup again? And um, it gets confusing because I think it was My Life in Gaming. They did an in-depth YouTube video go- recently going over all of the different type of EverDrives, what the different updates do, uh, etc. Yeah, so I mean, I've got the, the Analog Mega SG, which is the FPGA, their version, FPGA version of the Genesis. Um, and, you know, they did the, the Super NT for the Super Nintendo. They did an uh, an NES. They it wasn't FPGA, but they did their own Neo Geo originally. That was like their original release. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing their own Turbo Duo. They're doing their own uh, handheld. So you I have, have analog that. pocket. Yeah, I have that. I have the eight bit dough, the M thirty controller, which is is kind of neat because it's it's basically like it's it's a if. If the Genesis six button controller and the Japanese Sega Saturn pad had a mm. child, like this would be it. It's a really neat controller. Um, you, are you satisfied with the quality? Because privately, at some point, I was going to have you link me to the one you have. Because at some point in the future, I do think I need to pick one of those up. Yeah, I, I of so, some of my f- yeah. So purchases. far, so far, I, I really, I really, really like it. The one catch that you have to decide on is there's. See, I have the two point four G wireless. Controller. Okay. Okay. So there's either that version or there's the Bluetooth version. So the one I have is more reliable in signal, but the Bluetooth version is is more compatible with various consoles. Uh, so like the Bluetooth, for example, you could play on your Switch, whereas this one you uh, can't. I, you know what? I, I, I wouldn't use it. On, well, I'm speaking for myself because of the other controllers I have. Okay, so... Um, I mean, I let, me say, to, let me say, you, you can't yeah. without, there are adapters, I believe, you can get to use it, but just natively, you can't use it. Okay, I would probably only use it for, because here's the deal, I'm contemplating in the next couple months, because I'm jealous and I'm a baby. Um, I think I want to, I think I want to do a Mega SG, because those are something that are still in stock, now that I've said that and I check, they'll probably be sold out. And then, out of nowhere, I don't think many people are going to know about this, and this kind of correlates to this. There is yet another retro-based console in the works that's going to come out. Now, I haven't seen anything really on the net, but I am a part of the, uh, what is it? I think it's the PC Engine Works mailing list. And I think there's a couple of listeners, I think Usagi and some others, I think in the past I'd seen him talk about it a long time ago. I know there's some people on this old-timey mailing list, but I got an email about a week ago saying they're working on a 
a classic-based device called the Mega Engine. Yeah, this is weird, yeah. And the Mega Engine will be made in a way where it's HDMI from modern televisions. It's supposed to be a quality piece of hardware, not expensive. It's supposed to be affordable, and it plays all CD-based, Sega CD, and Turbo CD games. So that encompasses Mega CD, Sega CD, CD-ROM, Super, the arcade ROM, all that stuff. Um and there was a questionnaire they sent out to people on the mailing list at their interest level. And I said, I essentially said I have interest depending on the pricing and if it meaning if timing is right, meaning if I got money in my wallet, I would be interested. So this is at PCEWorks.wordpress.com. Uh, what made me, what triggered me on this? Because Molly was talking about that 8-bit dough controller for her Mega SG. And in the photo they show, yeah. they show the Mega Engine device and they show that same controller. So, yeah, I mean, to, to, yeah. To, to, to side, to go on a side tangent real quick about this thing. Yeah. This is just weird to me, though, because, like, it, I mean, because first of all, we don't know, is, is it, is it, emulation is it fpga I don't, I don't think we know that yet you know i don't know which which side it is but mm -hmm. it's it's weird to make a console that its main focus is to play the least popular format of two different consoles like like it doesn't play genesis cartridges it doesn't play right turbo chips it's it's so weird to me that they've made a console strictly to focus on playing the cd games from two 16-bit consoles i don't know it's it's like it's it's just it's a weird idea i mean i'm not hating it yeah but it's like i'm i'm trying to think of like what situation i would be in where i would want this uh, uh, well i'll speak for myself i'll, I'll give you my uh Stupid. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I know one. I'll let you speak first, but I, I did yeah. just think of one. So, I think for a retro console for the cartridge-based stuff, I want a Mega SG. And I already know what you're going to counter me with on this because of the other adapter they have. But I, the Mega SG would take care of the Genesis issue, the cartridges. Mm -hmm. And then for the CD-based component the Mega Engine would take care of the Sega CD capability. And I know some people are going to think blasphemy when I say this next thing. Okay? And when it comes to the Turbo Graphics and obscurity, how my mindset works is I would rather play the cartridge-based games off the Mega Drive than the Turbo Graphics, speaking in general. Mm. Yet, when it comes to classic Turbo-based titles... I would actually have more interest in the CD-based games. Yeah. I, I mean, to, to be fair, to be fair, PC Engine had way, way, way more good CD games than the, the Mega Drive ever did. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, do you, I mean, I think that's, would you say that's a fair yeah. assessment? Well, see, my, my, the thought I just had was this, and this is, this is maybe stretching, but okay. There's, there's, plenty of ways now to to play cart cart games right like mm -hmm. um you know if you want to play genesis cards if you want to play negative cards turbo pc engine chips you know cards super super easy super easy 
It's not as easy, and that's what I'll talk about in a second, to play CD games, either either for PC Engine or Sega CD. Now, if you want to just go a base emulator, sure, you can do it. But like, I, I think if you're a little more serious about those two, I think it's it's harder to have good solutions for the CD games. Now, if if you're somebody, let's say you're somebody who wants to more seriously, but again, we don't know what this is running. If this is software emulation, that throws out this entire argument. But let's say it's an F, let's say it's an FPGA for this thing. Um, if if you're somebody who wants to play CD games as quote unquote legit as possible mm-hmm. without being legit. You could get this thing, you could just burn a ton of CDs, and then you would have the closest thing to playing those games on the original hardware without having the original hardware. And without having... Well, uh, again, I mean... You you can't when when the analog duo comes out, there will be a way to play PC Engine CD games off of CD on a console that plays them like the original console did. Yes, but there's not even a way to do that right now with Sega CD. Technically, again, because of what I have, you know, but you can't. Mm-hmm. I I I can't play the actual CDs themselves. Like, is is this? <sighs> I don't know. I have like, no idea. I said, is is this for somebody who has big CD collections? Maybe, but I feel like if if you have a big PC Engine CD collection, you're looking at the Analog Duo. Oh, hundred yes, percent. Because yes. because I think if you have a big PC Engine CD collection, you have a big PC Engine card collection as well. I don't. I just don't think there's any. There's almost anybody out there. Who only ever collected the CD games for, the, for that console? Uh, Sega CD. I, I sh- sure maybe <laughs> like maybe maybe there's somebody you know S- Sega CD makes more sense to me because Sega CDs themselves are dying off so much at this point, and and well, it can, be, it can yes. be a pain in the ass to have one still around. Like I've got that's one, kind of, yeah. And I never even considered hooking it up to my mega, mega SG. So I don't know. This this is just like one of those things where like I'm really curious what their thought was on who the person is who buys this. You know, I will say this. Uh, I must be an idiot. I don't even know why I'm looking at the turbo stuff because I think it's greed because of all the <laughs> things we've discussed, if I was smart... I'd probably just stick to the Mega SG with the EverDrive because I mean I was gonna say like like are uh, are you are not gonna go out and buy no PC Engine CD games. This, I, I just like talking about. Point. I just like telling people that I yeah. I, I want an analog <laughs> duo and to say I have it. But the reality is, and I'm someone in a good position where I live down from that retro game trader, and outside of Japan, they they got some collection there, mm-hmm. and I got to tell you. I'm cleaning out their switch section cleaning house, but I ain't cleaning out their turbo <laughs> section. Yeah. So no. I really don't know why I'm having this conversation with myself. 
Um, it's interesting, but the thing is, is like when I see this, this to me is, this is like, and that's what makes sense to everybody. This is like Jeremy Parrish hardware. This is the Sonic, uh, the emulation Sonic guy. No, no, no. Jeremy Parrish is, is, uh, he used to work for like, um, EGM and then, oh, I'm so, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, US Gamer and stuff. And he does, he does like all those, like, um, he works with limited run games now. He does all those like the Game Boy works and the NES works. Oh, um, I didn't know he. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, like he's the kind of person where he's got tons of hardware. He's got tons of original games, and he's got a wide variety of needs to like capture this in this way and this in that way and this. And you know, it's like it's like with me, right? With like stuff I do for, for Nintendo DS, like. I am actively looking forward to they're making a somebody's working on a DS consoleizer, uh, like a, basically a console version of the DS, so you can hook up to your TV, and mm. like I need that so I can do DS capture and stuff like that. Oh, I you see, know. I see. So, so this to me is like, you know, you've got or like Melf, the guy who runs you know Sega sixteen, um, you've got somebody who's hardcore into you know uh, uh, doing capture of games or mm-hmm. or the hardware side of stuff and, and has really specific needs here and there and here and there for this and that and stuff. Like, I think, I think this comes up somewhere where you can find a use for that again, depending on if it's FPGA versus software emulation. Um, but I, 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 that's why I feel like it's a, it's a specialty device that specific people will have specific uses for, but I'm curious how much general interest there's going to be in this. You know, it's funny, bringing it back to uh, my needs because I'm being selfish. You know, when I look at the list and how I'm not going to be buying all these used games, even though it's blasphemous for a hardcore collector, I mean, am I really going to be playing much more than what's on the PC Engine Mini? That's, you know, and the funny thing is, is that goes back to the conversation we had about having too much choice. Like, Mm -hmm. And especially with the PC Engine Mini having so many good games on it. Well, and it even ha- it even has Sapphire on there, doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Like I think I think most people, if they had any interest in in the in the PC Engine, like could get that and and be done. You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Mega SG and PC Engine Mini. Yeah, like I I you know I. I want the Mega Engine out. I want that. I want it out of greed. It's interesting. But, it's it's, but, it's one of those but, things where like it's but it's, yeah. It's, it's the opposite of like the Atari VCS, right? It's like Atari VCS is like I I I'm trying to think of why I want this. I want this, but I hundred percent don't need it. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's such a weird thing. I know. A weird niche thing that I I yeah. I want it because of that, yeah. but I I have no explanation for why I'd want it. But okay, so let's talk about I've I've been teasing it. So you know, with with my with my current Genesis slash Mega Drive setup, um, mm-hmm. I just got the Mega EverDrive Pro, and this is not new. Been out for a while. Came out last year, like I think summer or so. Um. So you know we we know we know flashcards flashcards have been around for a long time. 
dump a bunch of ROMs onto it, you put it in your console, and it plays them like it would play the original car- cartridge, you know. But the thing about the Pro, and this is kind of... So this is by a guy named Crix, and, and he's one of the biggest names in terms of flashcards. Um, so this was... It was not an answer to, but it was kind of in tandem with a company called Terra Onion, put out, I think it's called the Mega MD, which was a different Genesis flashcart. And the thing about these two things is, unlike all previous Genesis flashcarts that could play Genesis and Master System games, uh, these have FPGAs in them so that the cartridge much much like how the analog mega sg thinks it is hardware wise a genesis this cartridge can think hardware wise that it is a sega cd and on the pc engine side which which this this is important for the pc engine mini uh those CD games, there was no, there was no different technology. The only difference in technology was that it was on a CD versus a cartridge. And so, gameplay-wise, it's the exact same hardware, exact same specs, exact same abilities and techniques, anything like that. Uh, but the the Sega CD had different hardware, so you couldn't just take a Sega CD ROM, throw it onto a Genesis and play. But so this cartridge, what it does is. You can now put Sega CD, uh, basically ISOs on there, and it will play the Sega CD game back exactly as if you were playing it on a Genesis connected to a Sega CD. And that's off this cartridge. ever. That's off that cartridge you have. Yeah, the Mega EverDrive Pro. Yeah, so the, so the Terra Onion Mega MD again. I think that's the name of it, and then the Crix's Mega EverDrive Pro are these two new cartridges that have hardware built in to not emulate but to replicate the hardware mm. of mm. a Sega CD. Which wow! And and so so the thing is is you know saying you can play Sega CD games that that's been around for for years and years through emulators, you know. But it's it's the difference. And it's not always a big difference, but it's a difference of when, you know, because that photo I put on Twitter in the background, you know, is is my original Genesis attached to the mm-hmm. Sega CD with the, the power base converter on top. And mm-hmm. the thing is, is that that big, huge chunk of three pieces of, of technology could play Genesis games, Sega CD games, and Master System games. and Everything all that could do, I can now do in this little setup. And it's I, I know for some people it's there's not a lot of difference between software emulation and kind of FPGA hardware emulation stuff. But there is just something just really comforting about having this and knowing that I can now play those three generations of games exactly the way they played on original hardware but then also improved through like hdmi output and things like that like it's it's just like it's a beautiful setup yeah i 
Uh, privately, I'm going to need to have you at some point send me an email or links with. Uh, I need to replicate that. Well, okay, setup. And, and here's the problem. And here's 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 where you know people shy away and say, "Well, software emulation is good enough for me." Is the the Mega SG? You're talking about what? 190 plus shipping. Mm-hmm. The Mega Everdrive Pro. I got it on sale on Black Friday. Typically, it's like 180 bucks, something like that, for the cartridge. Right. You know. See and not even including the, the the controller, you're looking about four hundred dollars. Yeah, just to get this set up, and so people right. will say like, you know, why is that worth it? Like, like why spend that much money? Especially when I still have the original hardware. You know, I've got the um, was the HD Retrovision cable, so I, I can I can connect it in in the Genesis up in component, and it looks really nice on a, on a TV. But it's it's. To me, it's like a guarantee for the future. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just Sega CD consoles are older. The 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 belts are wearing out. The the laser lenses are certainly wearing out. My Genesis itself, it it can't display video anymore. I have to get it fixed. I don't know what it is. It might be a capacitor. It might be something else. But you know that. That hardware is what? Is it like 30 years old now? Something like that? Yeah. You know? And just think about like how old this hardware is. And consoles are getting expensive to get again, especially in good shape. Well, that's shape. the thing. So, like, the numbers... Like, we're talking for hardcore here for collectors, right? We're not talking about the casual consumer. And with the numbers you threw out there while high, I- I'm going to the hardcore retro shops. I watch the online videos. I watch eBay. I've been doing more... Uh, trades and all that kind of stuff that I have in the last five, six years. I usually don't do this, and I'm almost done with my, you know, getting it out of my system. But for the quality of hardware that you have, and it's all brand new, and what it's able to do, and it's sleek, the aesthetic, uh, that is not a bad deal. Yeah, and and just for me, it's like, the thing is, is <clears throat> so like Super Nintendo, right? My my current modern Super Nintendo setup is I have the Super Nintendo Mini, the classic, sorry, the classic mm-hmm. that I can like mod and put ROMs on, you know. And mm-hmm. it's it's not a perfect solution, but for me it's good enough. But like with how much I love the Genesis and Mega Drive, like how how important that system was, how much I I, I still love the Master System, and and I don't necessarily love the Sega CD as much, but it was still an important piece of that. You know, like it's it's just that's it again. It's comforting. It's comforting to know that I have this this quality setup. Not not you know the retron junk that's out there. Not the mm-hmm. all the god awful at games. You know <laughs> Genesis Genesis systems and stuff like that. Oh. Like this high super high quality piece of hardware that. Even if I lost my entire cartridge collection and my entire CD collection, like those games still exist, and I can still play them in the exact way they were meant to be played, and that that really is like there's a reassurance there. You know, the same reason why I want to get the, the 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 duo is is I don't have a turbo collection that's big anymore. I have, I have two two cartridge games and two CD games. That's that's it. But it's that knowledge of even if I'm playing ROMs, I'm playing ROMs the way they were meant to be played, and and 
and not, you know, is this emulator like having, you know, frame lag? Is this emulator like, I mean, God, that the Mega Drive is so hard to emulate sound wise a lot of the time, you know, it's like, is the sound off? Are the sound effects off or the colors off? Is, 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 you know, the input not as, as fast? Am I having to use this cheap generic PC controller to play them, you know? Having the having to be able to use original controllers or, or new modern controllers, those games where they're meant to be played, like it's, it's there's something about that that's still very meaningful. With all of that said, there will still be one game that we won't be able to play on the Genesis. What's that? Paprium. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Do you own this? Paprium? Yes. Um, uh, no. Because I, out- I, I couldn't remember the, if you There's the outright answer. A couple weeks ago for their second upcoming shipment in the spring, I had my curse. I almost... There's two things that went through my head, and you know I'm not lying because of the stuff that we've exchanged with each other, and you know this isn't going to be BS. Not only was I close to ordering a copy for myself that would have collected dust, because I won't have a way to play it, I seriously considered ordering you a copy (laughs) and sending it to you to get your take on it. I mean, I was that close, and... I closed the br- not not so much for you. I'm not. It wasn't like one of those. Oh, I'm like, why am I going to get this for her? Uh, more for myself. I was very close to getting it for you because I knew you'd be able to play it somehow. And for myself, I'm like, I had. A, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, the funny part is, is I, I, well, okay. I actually, I know, I actually can play it. But at first, there was there was concern that I couldn't have played it. But yeah, um, uh, my thing is, and, and I hate to be like this because we just got talking about piracy and emulation and all that crap. Do you think it's possible at some point in the future that the Mega SG with some sort of update or some some change will be able to play that goddamn game? Okay, okay. So, so my, from my understanding is, I think it can. I think the problem was that um, they, and this is this is again, I, I could be wrong. I don't have this game. I'm I've I've not dug deep into it. I've been following the weirdness of it. You know, like I follow a lot of weird gaming things, but. And this is this is the dumbest thing ever. But my understanding is is that when you put the cartridge in, the mm-hmm. first time it boots, I don't know, first time every time or or just only the very first time, is it boots you into a different game. Yeah, it's, yes. To like make you think something's wrong. And I, I think originally it was thought that on the Mega SG you couldn't get to the real game, but I think you can. But I could be wrong on that, so I don't know for certain because there, I I was seeing talk that on the Mega SG and then certain other legit models that the game did not work because you couldn't reset it to get to the proper game. But I've then heard since then that it does work, so I don't I don't know for sure. So I don't even know like it's like I don't even know if my Mega SG would even play it or not. But I've heard that maybe it would. 
Well, the, it may have got that may have been the most shocking email of 2020 because I was on also on the mailing list for Paprium for the last three or four years. I did not back the Kickstarter or whatever it was back in 2013, but I had my eye on that game for the last six to eight years. And if you thought that Mega Engine email was crazy. That was not the craziest email of 2020. It was the fact that I got an email that Paprium was going to ship. Shocking. Well, and, and just like, I mean, how irresponsible is it <laughs> to have taken so many people's money to have not have been silent? I think it, I think it was like, was it a year, two years that they oh. were completely silent? Yeah, there was a thing a year, year and a half ago on Twitter, some guy that said, hey, it's real, it's going to come. Like, it was a source that was close to the main guy. I can't remember his name right now. Right, and the the party and stuff that they had. Yeah, I watched, I scrounged up that video online, and everyone's just like, oh, this is such bull. And that was like a year and a half ago, on top of all the other million delays. So you have nothing for so long. And then boom. And and then you don't even tell people like, hey, by the way, we're a month out from being done. No. Or, hey, we're still working on no. it. I know, but hang in there. Like, nope. It's just. Well, and I think not, I think it's because nothing. they did that so many times already. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean it might okay, have been to true. The, okay, yeah. but but once you know, know. it's coming, I right? Know. Can, can you 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 show a photo? You're like, I know. Here is the game. It is finished. We we it's in manufacturing. It's going to go out in two months or whatever it is. You know, it's so crazy. It's so crazy. But, and and the bigger cojones. I know. Yeah. You know. Do you want me to steal your phone? Go ahead. Yeah. The, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go the ahead. The bigger cojones is that they're now this guy's promoting another game that he wants funding for. <laughs> I'll be dead by the time that thing comes out. <laughs> and it's like it's like a worse situation from what I remember of the the details. <laughs> I don't even know like what was it called? It's I, it's, I, it's uh let me see. I I can get it at I have the email saved. But God, what is it? Like AM AM AB Yeah, let me see. Uh, what is that game called? Oh my Yeah, let's see. I know this. This is this is great podcasting here. But um, let's see here. AM ninety six, which it's 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 the most obnoxious like ever. This email I have a folder for. This email was on December thirteenth, and it's watermelons, magical game factory, paprium. Actually, this might this actually might. uh, be similar or almost like reading a Dave Halverson excerpt. It says, Dear Anthony, thank you for your patience. We are proud today to once again deliver. More than 30 years after the initial release of the system, 20 years after the end of the 16-bit era, and 8 years of sweat, this is the ultimate game in the console's library. Size shock. No other game packs so much original art, sound, and gameplay in so few yet so many megs. Speed Shock. No other game plays faster, better, and stronger than Paprium. Sound Shock. 
No other game casts a more advanced score and astonishing sound quality than Paprium. Paprium is the pinnacle of video game programming, engineering, and artistic excellence. Nothing less. Believe it or miss it. Actually, Paprium is much more than a game. It's the total and absolute victory against the odds. <laughs> we are, at this very time, packing and soon shipping our pre-orders. The release date will be on December 16th. 2020 our stocks are limited and we would we will likely sold out in a snap you will be able to pre-order for the next shipping batch estimated delivery first trimester 2021 don't panic the wait is worth it uh so don't miss out be bold be part of 16-bit history moreover we announce am no 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 what's that about in 16-bit we trust so i'm going to go to this link this, this, this site's awful, by the way. It's <laughs> and uh, you know what? And, and, and the best thing, the best thing, it's take... like is if you, if you go to the site, like yeah, it's it's a really obnoxious list of like questions and answers that like nobody's <laughs> asking these questions, but they're asking it to themselves. But what, what, okay, what you always do right is if you do something like this, you have the question be small and the answer be large. The answer Ooh. is the important part, but they have it the opposite. So these the <laughs> questions are huge and the answers are like a noodle text. You might have on my link that it didn't link me. I know what you're talking about because I've seen it. I think you're on the proper page. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. it's AM. It's for, so for people listening, it's amb96.magicalgamefactory.com. This is a site, and it's it's like, what is? Oh it? my god! Yeah. If it's you if you have uh, epilepsy, yeah. Watch out when you go to the site. Is it related to Patreon? Oh my god. No. Oh my lord. Is it a beat em up? Yes. A Streets of Rage like? No. Is it a two player <laughs> game? Yes. Is it going to be fun? Yes. Was this game released before? No. Is it unreleased garbage? No. Is it exclusive? Yes. It's just like. <laughs> and it. And I like how Echo the Dolphin's in the lower left. Are I you don't seeing know if he's like that? A, yeah, he's like a character or something maybe in the game. I got I don't, no I don't idea. Know. But okay, okay. So you go down, right? And here's here's one of the important parts. So it's it's a beat of some kind, okay? But yeah. one of the questions is, can I buy the game later? And it says, no. It's a single batch, but you can try eBay later. Man. Okay? Is it worth the price? Considering how exclusive it is, we think it's a bargain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not that the game's good, considering how exclusive it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when will the game be released? Late 2021 or early 2022? No. Oh, way. no. Absolutely. What? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, no. Is a dolphin in the game? Yes. How many megs? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, okay. So. What the hell is purchase, the purchase, purchase options. I'm listening. Yeah. Okay. You have limited versions for Japan, United States, or Europe. And then you have a classic version that, that covers all three. Okay. Now, again, okay, this is, this is a, a new game. from The, the guys who wow. made Paprium. I'm, I'm looking right. at it now. Wow. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> wow. So this game took years and years and years. Some of the staff up and quit. They said they, I think they said they weren't getting paid. Things were going You're wrong. You're talking Paprium, right? Paprium, yes. Yeah. There were all these problems with the development. Yeah, people didn't think it was going to come. It finally comes. There's, there's, there's no communication about it at all. Game finally comes. Okay, this is this now. It, it did come. I haven't played it, 
I can't say if it leads up to the hype or not, but there's a lot of reasons to question this company now, right? Because of how things have gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they're asking you to pre-order their new game. The, the limited edition, okay? Yep. You, you can pick the Japanese version, the, the US version, and the, the English, or the European version. Yep. Uh, for, for $229. Man. Okay. So now, now okay, you're saying, okay, I, I don't care about that. I don't want the extra. I just want the game by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Now, to get the, uh, the regular classic version, $169. <laughs> now, okay, if, if, if this was... Uh, yeah. who's, who's the company that made, like, um, the... Oh, I know. The, the, the one the, I like? Yeah, like the, the, the Genesis and Neo Geo games. Neo Geo Dev Team. Yeah, okay. Uh, now, if it's them, right? Mm-hmm. And you know their games... You know mm-hmm. their history. You know they yeah. release games. You know yeah. they the games come out. You know the games are good, and they're saying we got this crazy new game, Genesis, one hundred and sixty nine bucks. Okay, that's a situation where you say, okay, I have faith in this company, right? I I, I might invest this money, right? I, I don't I don't see how you have faith in this. And and the the, the hilarious part, right, is we just heard them say this is a very limited one time release of this game, mm-hmm. but then. In the small little footnote text, it says that if you want to order uh, any volume over seven copies of the game, yeah, I'm looking at that right now. To contact them, and this this is the best thing I've ever seen right here. I can't. Yep. If you purchase <laughs> over four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars <laughs> worth of of this game of cartridges of this game. Uh, okay, first off, if you're doing that, you, you need to rethink your business I'm because gonna do, you shouldn't be um, doing that. Yeah, I'm doing uh, the math while you talk. They will send you a custom-made free arcade cabinet. I, I, That's a, yep. I don't even know what to think about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's around 22 copies. It says, have donated to the Save the Dolphins and Walruses Fund. Please contact us for rewards. I, I don't know if that means either, but... Wow. I mean, the okay. Uh, I'm going to try and look at this with some sort of logic and justification. I'm not, I'm not talking... I'm not justifying the, the, uh, the faith portion of it. So with that price, now I'm only entertaining this because they actually did put Paprium out. No matter what, they did release it, okay? Mm-hmm. Aside from the time and the small team or whether it's just the one individual, obviously for that blood, sweat, and tears, I, you know, maybe on a personal level, I could see charging a lot of, a lot of money or whatever. That's why it is. But from a technical perspective, could part of the reasoning for that price be so high because it's using unique add-on chipsets, much like, for sake of conversation, like an FX chip or like the added chipsets that have to go into those AES carts that Neo Geo Dev Team used, which had never been used before? Do you think, and obviously to get the Mega Drive to perform in the way it does, do you think that's got to be part of the reasoning? Uh, uh, yes, yes, and that actually leads leads into a question I wanted to ask you. But okay, 
But before we get to that, what's curious to me is, uh, having just spoke about the Mega EverDrive Pro, mm-hmm. th- this is about the same cost as a Mega EverDrive Pro. So I, yep. I like, what is the tech they're putting in the cartridge that that it needs to cost that much? Like, I'm really curious because if if, if you can if you can get the tech to 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 hardware emulate a a sega cd console into a 180 some Mm -hmm. dollar cartridge like Mm -hmm. what is the tech they're putting into this well it's a good question because you know one of the things uh, in my older years and the odd stuff i watch on youtube i watch a lot of repair and tear down videos and still, uh, I'll give this guy credit. He's one of the first ever YouTubers I ever subscribed to, and I still watch all his stuff to this day after over a decade. Luke Morse One, and I've seen him tear down so many consoles and what have you over the years. There's some other guys I watch, like Glenn Gamer Goat. All the, but anyway, why am I mentioning them? You know, if I remember tomorrow, I'm going to do some homework. I would imagine, even though someone probably wouldn't want to tear their paprim apart, there has got to be someone out there that is looking at that is taking that cartridge apart to see what is on that that the pcb or whatever on the board the the cartridge inside has to yeah right yeah i mean yeah i mean somebody has to yes i'm really curious like i don't even know if, if somebody has to at this point and so i'm curious like what's in there like what's inside paprium and and what's gonna be inside this um okay so here's my question anthony and this this is everybody too if they want to answer it um at at what point do these stop being Genesis games? Yeah, I know what you mean because there's so many. Um, well, uh, well, you know, I, I see both sides of the coin. Look, at the end of the day, the Genesis is still running it, correct? Yeah, but, but I but also, I, I guess, I guess yeah. we don't know, like. But okay, at the so, same so, time, is it, I mean, look, is it no longer a Super Nintendo game because it's running an FX chip and an FX2 chip? I mean, that, that's a good question. That's a good question. You know, is, is like, how far did those go? I, I guess, like, okay, think but about... I, but this may be unfair to, to kind of get on your side here. Look, it's going to sound like I'm picking favorites or like, hey, well, why are you giving that a pass and not this? Look, the FX chip, that's one chip. It was more for primitive polygonal effects, and then obviously Yoshi's Island used the FX2 chip. And But I'm imagining with this, look, uh, no matter what, no matter how slimy some of the processes were with this and the ups and downs, this guy, no, it could never be taken away from this guy that he did this, okay? Like, if it was me... I'd be so I'd be like, look, look at what I did. Look at what I achieved. Right. It's an accomplishment. But. Two things going on here. In the real world, developers have deadlines. I remember reading this, like what Neo Geo did, talking to some of the classic SNK developers and stuff, and they weren't knocking them. They were impressed. You know, you got six months, a year, 18 months. This took like a decade. Also, I'm imagining this is more. Than just one special chip in there. I mean, this thing's. I'm assuming 
a big assumption. It's got to be like a Frankenstein in there. Okay, okay. So, so here, let me ask you this. Okay. So the 32X, from, from my understanding of it, it mm. was basically almost its own console. Yep. That used the Genesis. The Genesis was specifically, I think the Genesis was just making the backgrounds. So, okay, it's, it's using the Genesis's uh, video output, so it doesn't need to have its own complete video output. Uh, Jason mm-hmm. Genesis. Well, I mean, kind of. It's in a weird way. It, it is, but it isn't because it needed its own video cord. It needed its own power cord. I think, right? Yeah, that is correct. That yeah, it had its own. Yeah, like, but let's, power say, so, let's, let's say technically, thirty-two X is is using the Genesis video output. It's using its 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 power and those main components just to, just to not have to re- replicate those. But the thirty-two X is mostly its own console that only uses Genesis for like backgrounds, right? So. If if you could take the technology that was the 32X at this point, put it onto just one custom chip, throw mm-hmm. that custom chip into a Genesis cartridge and have that Genesis cartridge play on the Genesis, right? I think the question does come up is like, is that still a Genesis game because of how much extra tech is there and how little it's using of the actual genesis to have that game right and show up on your screen so what i'm curious of is with this game like are they doing something that is closer to an fx chip or are they doing something closer to like building a 32x into the cartridge and only using genesis for like x and y features right like using it like the one thing i will say no matter what is going on here, I will give credit. And this is just personal taste. When I look at that game, I'm not saying it's like the best game or whatever, but like just, just like when you glance at it, like if you look at some screenshots, I think to myself, oh, that's a Genesis game. Right. And that's a compliment, meaning they're not doing some modern technique or, and I don't want to go off down this road because I don't know. I'm assuming. I'm assuming the tool sets or the dev kit he's using, whatever it is, either has to be original or true to the style of what was used back in the day. Because, you know, uh, my one of my biggest complaints over the years, and it's gotten much better, like there's some of those uh, I put over Xenocrisis, uh, I put over uh, um, Blazing Chrome, because those indie games look true to what mm-hmm. they're supposed to be and so does this but yeah i don't know but yeah, so i don't know what kind of toolkit he's using or whatever but yeah i'm with you like here's the thing knee jerk reaction let's round down let's say 200 bucks a piece 200 bucks for this 130 plus shipping on paprium that's like 200 bucks a piece right you're buying a switch light each time <laughs> i mean goddamn i mean couldn't have he Look at what's being accomplished, and I totally get the whole, hey, I did it on the original hardware, and I, and I appreciate that, but it's like at this point... But yeah, but is, he, is, is, is he doing it on the original hardware? Like that, that, that becomes the question. Because like, I mean, cause like you mentioned Dino Crisis, and, and that was a game where I was that, really considering getting the physical version. Uh-huh. Um, I'm looking right now, it's like 55 pounds, whatever that turns... Wow, that's, that's like yeah, that's that's like 80, 90, 80, yeah, 80 ish. Yeah, right. Like, like that stuff's cool because it is like, okay, this is what Genesis could do, and they're pushing the Genesis yep. by itself. 
but like like with Pabrim, I have to assume some of the stuff that he would have in there is is you know uh would it be like sprite doubling for example you know to to get bigger sprites would it be additional colors and i i on one hand i want to say it's really neat to do that Mm -hmm. and like how far can you push the console even with additional hardware but on the other hand it it does kind of just feel like cheating to me you know Uh, and uh, and i I think it's more impressive when you show me what you can do with what the console can do I mean, look, uh, unless this is coming down to art and personal principles, uh, I hate to say this, but everybody loves money, right? Yeah. Why wouldn't he do this? Or, okay, 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 okay. He accomplished his goal. He got this done on the Mega Drive. Why won't he now take it and get it over to the Switchy Shop PlayStation yeah. And Xbox and start making some of that money. Yeah. And I have to admit, Neo Geo Dev Team is very stubborn with their stuff as well. But even they finally budged in recent years. And while they didn't handle all the ports themselves, we did finally get Fast Striker, Gun Lord. Um, I might be missing one. And, but I will say they're still holding on to a few like Neo XYX. Uh, the original Last Hope, Krautbuster. They still have a few they haven't let go out of the AES and Dreamcast, but, you know, at least they've compromised a bit. But, like, how does this not go? I mean, I guess we should place a friendly bet. Do you think, because we're talking money at the end of the day, and everybody's got to eat, unless this guy's super rich, you think this is making it to digital platforms? I say no, because I think when you read about, like, the kind of exodus that happened with the team, like, I don't know that he has the full rights people there to even do that. What, what if, uh, I, I'm sure, well, look, I don't, I shouldn't slander the guy, I don't know. Let's say, let's, let's say there's the potential working-wise that he might be cha- a challenge to work with, but you... You don't think anyone would take the chance, like to if he outsourced it and had someone else do it? I don't know. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. I think the problem with a game like Paprium is, is it a good game? Or I've watched a couple it, levels. Is it an interesting game because it's specifically on Genesis? Oh, uh, well, Xeno Crisis made it outside of. Well, I, but, but okay, but that's a different. That's a different. I mean, like, I think from what little I tried, it seemed like a good game, and and that seemed like a game that could could easily exist on other consoles. And people would still say it's worth playing, but like, I guess the question is like Pure Solar, which was their RPG, right? Yep, I have it on PS3. Is was was that a game that was good enough? To have a market on other consoles i don't know uh, i mean you could definitely tell it wanted to be lunar um i would say look i've watched a couple stages of this and there is a full finally high quality playthrough of it, which i haven't watched all of yet because i didn't want to spoil it because i'm a i'm stupid but i think i got to sit down and watch the whole thing um i will say this i only watched a couple stages 
from a technical, from a visual perspective, and a, I would definitely want to download this personally. I definitely like. It didn't look like crap. It didn't look bad. Here's here's no, my doesn't. problem. Here's my problem with Paprium. Here, I'm going to tell you my biggest problem with Paprium, and they did this to themselves. The goal is to be the greatest beat em up at the very least on Genesis. You have now set the bar. We all know what I'm going to say. You have to beat Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2, for nerds out there, many probably know this story by now, is by Ancient, Yuzo Koshiro and his team. They had, I believe, less than 11 months to put out Streets of Rage 2. And not only did they accomplish it, uh, many people, some people herald it as not only the best, one of the best home console beat em up, some people, it's opinion, feel it's the greatest Genesis title. You have now set the bar on something that has a legacy and it's in everyone's mind. You know, if Paprium came out the gate without setting the bar so high, so here's my problem. Every time I look at it, I think of that and I'm like, man, I just don't. It look uh, like I'm seeing some great visual effects. I'm seeing large sprites. I'm seeing some really good looking sprite art. But I but it doesn't seem better than Streets of Rage two. I'm not even saying that it's not. It's is it doing things Streets of Rage two isn't? Yeah, but I'm talking gameplay wise. That's the problem I have with it. Well, I mean, then that, 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 that's my curiosity of what the, the hardware is, because I, I, I think it's it's what it is, is we can have more colors on screen or we can have more sprites on screen. Like, I think that's what it was, and that's why I think it looks different, but I just don't know that, like, what you're saying is, it's like, beyond just, okay, visually impressive, like, what is it doing as a game that's that's really this this big deal and in a funny way my my answer kind of is your answer but kind of not because and some people might say this is unfair i was watching the whole paprium stuff with the game coming out and the first videos of it and stuff Mm -hmm. at the exact same time that for the first time i was playing streets of rage 4 oh and it and again i know totally different games you can't Mm -hmm. compare them to directly but Mm -hmm. just because of playing that i was watching paprium just being like okay you know like like i didn't care i just don't don't care because it's it's like i didn't see on a gameplay level it's like what is this doing to make me feel like beat ups have been uh or belt belt action games as japanese people would say you know like those have been advanced when at the same time I'm playing a game that does advancing and since it's a rage four. Yes, I I agree with your statement. I I won't go off on my streets of rage four tangent, but yes, I ultimately, I get where you're coming from. Um, Because again, again, like it's, it's, it's not, it, you can't just say it's coming out on Genesis because we're not in that era anymore. It's 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 coming on Genesis, and how <laughs> does so it weird. compare yeah. to other similar games that came out this year? And uh-huh. I haven't played it, watching it, like 
I see nothing exciting about that that I'm not getting in Streets of Rage 4 already. Let me put it to you this way. If they were quiet on this game, and let's say six months ago they showed a couple screenshots and it said, hey, coming to eShop and PlayStation and Xbox is this new 2D beat-em-up inspired by beat-em-ups of yesteryear and not much more was said about it and then it hit the shop the way it is, I'd be excited. I'd well, be that's like, the thing oh too. God. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of the whole problem here is just, just the attitude they've had. Yes. I'd be like, Molly, can made. you believe this? Mm-hmm. A totally different approach. I like even if see now. Here's the thing. Even if the game wasn't as you know not as good as Streets of Rage two, and it came out in that fashion, I'd be thrilled. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with all that said, you're going to spend two twenty nine to get in on. I uh... know. <laughs> I I've been you know you know I I was tempted by the <laughs> the the money for the Xeno Crisis, and I was tempted by the money for the um. It's it's funny the Genesis stuff lately has been funny because there was also the release of the Darius game on Genesis. Yep. That was never actually legitimately released, and then it was on the yes. the Mega Drive Mini. Yes. And it, and it got a physical release, so I was I was kind of thinking about that too. I didn't I didn't get it, but uh, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do some research and back up what I'm gonna say. So obviously, you and I have it technically on the Genesis Mini. And then you remember I told you till I'm blue in the face I traded a whole bunch of stuff and got a whole bunch of crap. Right. I did buy the two Darius collections on Switch, Switch which also exists on PS4. And I believe through an update the I think it's the console one because there's the arcade card and the console version. They did put the Genesis one on there. Did they? Yes. Please double check me. Yes. Mm, So I. Yes, because I. So now, because of an update that added three more titles, I'm 99% sure that that version is on there. Yes. Um, It's. It's not Sagaya, because Sagaya is on there. Sagaya is essentially Darius 2. Darius 2. But the but they labeled it something different. I'm I'm unless I'm on drugs, the Genesis version they is on is on there now. What specifically was the Genesis game that came was it Darius Extra version? That's the PC engine Malloway you're thinking of, right? Darius Extra version is is the game we're talking oh, I'm about. sorry. I'm ahead. You're correct. I'm. I'm so sorry. Yes. Because yeah, that yes. just came out. Yes. Um, that. Okay. Wait a minute. So while you're looking that up, sequel Darius, uh, we'll on that the on the Darius collections on the on the menu, it gives the history of each respective title and what it offers and how it differentiates from others. And with that said, it's so funny. If you okay, have no, both, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, I, go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, the funny thing is, is that collection is pretty much all-inclusive, except G. Darius and um, Darius Burst, which is coming out in the next Darius set 
in February. That's a story for another day. So these two sets essentially give you every Darius in existence, except that I never knew about this until I read it in their own description in the game. And I was actually kind of like, wow, it's weird they're even mentioning it in here on the paragraph of notes because there is a version that this collection is missing and it's the PC Engine CD-ROM version. Hmm. Which I... Did you know that there was one that existed for that? I think Because so? I'll, I will tell you that it does because I YouTubed it. But these sets, that's, I believe, the only classic Darius missing is that PC Engine CD-ROM one. I... Okay, I... Do not think that Genesis game is on there. I will, I put, not to eat up more time, but I will look it up because I'm very, I'm very confident in because that. Because the, the game that's on Genesis, the one, the, the game that came on the Mega Drive Mini and then got the physical release is specifically a, a version of Darius, and, the original And I've Darius. seen that as well, yes. That's for, that's to buy it for the Genesis cartridge, correct? Yes, and the ver- yes. the. the According to the everything I see, the two Mega Drive games that are on the collection are the Darius Genesis. 2 and then Sagaya. Now, the thing is, and I'm just buying time here. Keep in mind... Hold on. Is the, uh, the, the Genesis one, we'll call it, that came out via a, an update... Yeah, but I, I'm still, like, I'm not seeing on, on either the Wikipedia or the official site, I'm not seeing any notes okay, let's. It says um, game being on there. June of 2020. Oh, come on. Um, so I was thinking about getting that physical release, but, like, I just, I don't, I don't like Darius enough. I know you've said this 10 times, and I'm, I guess I'm not a good listener. What is the Genesis? You said it's Darius Extra? Well, I mean, technically it's the original Darius. But right. it, in, in terms of the oh, here we go. The English language physical version, it was called Darius Extra version. Oh, here we go. Okay, hold on. Okay. Now, I'm going to read this excerpt. Hopefully, I don't look like any. The Darius. Oh, my God. I just spit on my. I'm a pig. Um. The Darius Cosmic Collection Arcade contains four legendary console titles in a total of seven versions. Darius Old Version, Darius New Version, Darius Extra Version. Let me go to this here. Hold on. The Arcade Edition comes with the unique Darius Enamel Pin Badge, strictly limited exclusive. Yada, yada. The Darius Cosmic contains four titles, seven versions... Um, it does say Darius Extra version on here. It does say on this, uh, uh, let's do, will this copy? I'll let you be the judge and then we'll wrap this conversation up. I'm going to go copy. Where's my chat with Molly? I'm going to go like this. I mean, maybe it's still not the same one, but I just sent you a link, to, and I, I, I thought I saw an article aside from that as well. But So I, I think, okay, so I think what it might be is this is, this is the company who, hmm, 
Yeah, I'm curious because this is this is the company who did the physical release of the Genesis game. Correct. That so is I wonder correct. if it was some kind of deal with them because the problem the problem has been with these collections, right? There's Darius was was uh, Darius collection and was Darius Taito? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Yes, the Darius collection and, and the Space Invaders collection is these collections have been just a total mess because when they came out in Japan. Like the, the 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 original physical versions had like this many games, but then the regular physical version had this many games, and the digital version had this many games, and there was like Correct. easy. It was like, and then the Western versions have these games, but not these games, and it's been a mess. So it it could be that because I mean I don't know if it's through a deal that this is the company that did the physical print for the Genesis game. I wonder if they included it on here. Right. So they got permission to. Yeah, yeah, they might have. That's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. But like I said, the the unique tidbit and all of that. I know that was long winded, but uh, the odd one for people listening, if they're into this, there is a friggin' PC Engine CD-ROM version that I had no idea of. I think the only difference was was like there was a few extra bosses and something else. But but anyway, I will say this: the collections, uh, in my opinion, if you're a Darius fan, they were worth it. I was pleased. It's been it's been like tough because like and I I know that you're kind of this way too is like my Switch has been really become like a retro console for me of mm-hmm. because there's just been so many of these of these retro compilations or the the crazy old arcade games coming back and things like that right and and so I've been wanting to grab all these different kind of compilations and stuff but there's just like so many of them now that you have to get choosier about which ones you buy uh, it's out of control i i just did my while i own a couple strictly limited games because of the shop in my town i placed my first order firsthand for the first time through them last month and i'm ordering their limited edition turrican set i was gonna say because it's the whole turrican set for example uh, and... and that was not cheap yeah and but it's like you're saying, there's like every time I turn around, there's something else coming. Okay, so so can, can I tell you a secret that you're going to laugh at me about? Um, okay. So, okay, so there's been these companies that have been doing these Twitch releases, right? And, and like I've got the, the Wild Guns remake physical release, and I've got yep. the. Uh, the Jaja Maru collection physical release, and I've got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I know you picked one up. I'm gonna be getting the Psycho collection physical release uh-huh. and stuff like that. Um, so strictly limited games. The company who's doing Turrican, who's doing Darius, yep, has put a few collections out that I have wanted to buy, but I have refused to buy all of them. And do do you have any idea why? Which you won't. Um, th- no, I, 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 this is way off topic. But one thing I do like with the strictly limited games, and this may sound stupid, is I have I think two of their games now. I like that they're numbered on the back. Okay, you're getting close to why I won't buy them, though. That that is close. So, so if you. <laughs> This is this is I know how stupid this is. If you look at the spines, yeah. Oh, come on. Now I don't North, even know where this is going. North American Games 
and Japanese games are left justified, which means that the, the title of the game starts at the top and then goes down towards okay. the bottom, if you're looking at the spine. Yeah. European Switch games are center justified, meaning oh the title is centered on the spine instead of being all the way to the left to start. And I will not buy their games because oh, the spine, no. the titles on the spines are center justified. Wow. And I refuse to have them on my shelf. Wow. And I, I specifically told the company that too. Uh, you did? Yes. What did they, did they even humor, did they even humor that? I, I, uh, I don't, I don't remember this point, but there, there's a, a discord that I'm in that's, a, that's for like limited run kind of re- mm-hmm. limited retail releases and they're in there. And I was like, Man, I really want to buy. I don't remember what, what collection it was. Like, I really want to mm-hmm. buy this, but I refuse to buy from this company. And they're like, "Wait, why aren't you buying from us?" And then I told them, like, "Wow." I'm like, "It's because you you said or justify your your the titles in your spine. Like, I can't I I I can't look at my shelf and have that. I just I will say this for me personally, and I'm I'm not um uh you know I I know you do I don't have that background in design. Center justified to me makes more sense than left. But here's the deal: I totally get the. No matter what it is, if that's how everyone else is doing it, it it. Okay. It falls the, the, the problem, the, though, and yeah. you, you'll you'll see this on like every era of games. That's in, that, like when you center justify the text. There's for some reason. There's a lot of times. There's. I don't, know they, I don't know that they go off the guidelines or if there's no guidelines, but they'll they'll pick a different point of centering, especially if the company's oh. logos are bigger or smaller. Mm-hmm. So so let's say like top of the switch logo, at the bottom you have like the company the company's logo. If the company's logo is bigger, that moves the center of center justification up higher. So then so then you could have two games with the exact a name that's the exact same length, but they'll be in different positions because the the start point of the centering is in a different position. The center point is ne- it's never not always the same, right? Because I, I yeah. think I think it gets adjusted according, like I said, according to like um, if if the the company logo is bigger or smaller, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, the. The other game they had listed that I was tempted to pre-order, and I'm like, I gotta, st- I gotta stop this. I was interested in Clockwork Aquario. Mm. But, I don't know much about that. I well, I, 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 I'm actually surprised. I thought you would, because that was the final, yet near complete, never fully released, last arcade game by West uh West oh, oh 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 okay 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 yeah yes 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 and I, I forgot I forgot the, that was coming out yeah it was supposed to be 20 end of 2020 we're obviously in 2021 now but the physical version is exclusive through strictly limited uh, I know I know it's like the I know. <laughs> well, it was a real kick in my ass because not only that, but then I realized they're doing the other Darius collection. But the only yeah, reason I, I would want the other one is G Darius, but I'm not losing sleep over it. But I definitely wanted that Clockwork Aquario. But I don't know. I did some homework on Clockwork Aquario, and not to talk myself out of it, I think there were a couple of unique or weird game playing elements to it. But I, I will say this: 
no matter what, when that comes out, I'll at the very least get a digital. I'll, I'll yeah, download it. I, I will totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's but. just like I don't know. Like I feel really bad, but like the Switch, I like I don't care about Nintendo's games. I don't care about like big games coming out for it. I don't care about most indie games coming for it. I just it to me, it's it's this this magical retro Japanese console, and and even like some Euro stuff too. Like there's been a bunch of like weirdo, yeah, like, I've, Euro yeah. retro releases on there too. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I, I I do like the Nintendo stuff on there, and that was my main reason. But the funny thing is, is Molly has always said it's the it's the the older stuff. And while, as you know, I'm always interested in that. Right now, the last couple of months, I have bought nothing but classic, retro, unique, obscure stuff on that thing. So, in in a weird way, I'm actually curious about the chance of them making a switch that's only a console. Just because, like, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm getting worried that I'm buying too many Switch games, and and there's games where it's like, I should have been smarter and bought them. Like, okay, a good, a good, great example is Scott Pilgrim's coming back out, right? Mm-hmm. And that's one of those kind of games where I'm absolutely positively going to get a physical copy because if that happens again, <laughs> it goes away again. Oh, oh, you know? oh. Um. So. I'm thinking about getting it on Switch just because it's like it has that kind of like similar theme, you know? Right. But then it's like, do I want to have all these car- these these physical copies of games for a a console that has a built-in screen that could die and could cause problems with the, the system in the future? So I there's part of me that does kind of want to just a console only version just to have there just in case. Well- Hmm. It's dumb, but but I, I I just it's they've the Switch has become a console with so many games coming out on it that didn't exist for a long time on other platforms, right? Or never existed. I mean, like you look at like Hamster's arcade archives series, right? Like how many of those weirdo arcade games were never released otherwise? So I, oh, I just feel, yeah. I feel like it would be nice just to have like a a little box I can sit at home and know for sure it's <laughs> gonna work, you know. Right. Well, know. yeah. I mean, it's um, my my Switch collection is getting out of control. But you know, like we talked privately, I've been able to replicate much of what I sold recently on other older consoles on the Switch. Yeah. I mean that's the the crazy thing. Yeah. You know. But um well, okay, if you can believe it, we're almost at the 2 hour mark. Um We've gotten through like a third of our list of of topics. Yeah. I'm going to say do you want do you want to give any parting words and I know we always say this and we sometimes don't but we've actually been, well, okay, we've okay, been a little okay. bit better Be- about reporting. Before we before we go. Yeah. yeah. I, let's let's do the emails. Oh yes, yeah, that's what. Yes, that's what. Yes, definitely. Let's let's do make the emails the last segment, and then we'll try and do another recording here because as well. Because these emails the are so old <laughs> that if we don't do them now, yeah, we will never ever do them. Tabs. That's great. Um. Okay. So so this 
because we talked about maybe getting emails before um, mm-hmm. about the the selling off your games, and we didn't get any for that. But I noticed that we had three emails that we totally missed, and I mean, this is going back to like June of 2019, for example, for our first one. Uh, so you know what? We're gonna do them now, and they're ancient, and you might not be listening anymore, but we're gonna do them anyway. They're All evergreen. Right. Yes. So first comes from uh, Neo East. And it says, with Xbox backwards compatibility terminating, which it's coming back at this point, realistically, um, what hope is there at this point for seeing Jet Set Radio Future remastered? Uh, so I would say remastered never. Never. But they are going to be restarting their Xbox backward compatibility program. They, they they turned it off, stop, stopped it for a while so they could get everything going on the, the new consoles. Um, it is coming back. I, I think that's absolutely one of the ones that's been requested all the time. It's it's obviously a music licensing issue, but we have seen some other games come back that were crazy musical issues that, that did get worked out. Um, Tony Hawk is a great example. So I... I would love to see it remastered, but I think there is a more than zero chance it will hit the backward compatibility program. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, you know what? I, I'm also going to say something very nice. Uh, I was actually spaced out a little there, not being rude. You mentioned Neo East, and he's a great guy who's followed us on Twitter for some time, yep. and I've interacted with him. And... If I'm being honest, I went to my Twitter to look for him because I haven't seen anything from him in a while. But first off, shout out. Thank you for being a fan. It looks like his last tweet was about 74 days ago. He still follows us. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure he was around and uh, still doing okay. So anyway, when you hear this, if you hear it, give us a shout out. As for Jet Set Radio Future uh, coming back, uh, like in remaster form, I think the only chance of that will come down to Microsoft's pocketbook because the title originally debuted there on Xbox. I don't believe it's gone anywhere else. There may be some music-related license issues. Um, so if not from Microsoft or someone to plunk out that money, um, no, I thought our chance was with all those classic games coming out during the end of that Xbox One era. As a matter of fact, I almost, I pretty much guaranteed we'd get it. Because it was a pack-in, so much other stuff was coming, and it didn't happen. So I think it's uh, it's got two chances, uh, slim and none. I mean, it's it, it's it. They're, they're going to be starting up the backward compatibility stuff again. It, it, they are going to be making more games for it. Um, but, you know, you know, I mean... Microsoft and Sega have been pretty chummy lately, so you never know. You know, Microsoft wanted an interesting little remaster to put out. Hmm, it would be awesome. It'd be great. Uh, fantastic title. So next up from uh, Forrest Walton says, uh, "Dear Anthony and Molly, I recall many years ago Nick Rocks and Casey Lowe." discussing the Secret Snatcher remake adventure visual novel collaboration between Suda51, Kojima, and the Steinsgate guy. Could you please call Hideo and get an update? Regards, Forrest. 
I, I think that was put on hold <laughs> because Kojima's been spending uh, so much time with uh, Keeley. Yeah. He's, no, he's, he's, um, uh, uh, he's, he's friends with all the Americans now, so he didn't have time for his Japanese friends. You know what? I almost thought that was a gag at the start of that letter, but, you know, I totally forgot about that. Um, now, now it's all Del Toro and uh, uh, <clears throat> Daryl from Walking Dead and everything, you know, so... I um I always said that this doesn't really help out to that question or, or lend any sort of credibility to the type of answer that Casey or Nick could give. So let's start with that. Um, I always thought, and I said this years ago, I thought the perfect platform, and I guess you could include Vita as well, I thought the perfect platform for Snatcher and Police Knots to come back was 3DS. Yeah, that would have been great. You know, you had the top screen for the the all the art and, the, I and what have you. I can't believe we never yeah. got police knots. Like, like with as yeah. big as Kojima got, it's it's shocking that we never got police knots in some fashion. Well, don't you remember? There's that I guess infamous. Uh, you've seen. I think it was on the back of a Saturn box in English. Don't you've seen the advertisement for it coming to the states? Correct. And there was the rumor for the longest time that Police Knots was translated, and but it was just like sitting somewhere. The only thing that occurred since then, and I used to have this on my old PC before I went Mac in 2013. As a matter of fact, I have the data on an external drive in my closet, no joke. I do have the fan-made patched version of police knots, which can either run on like that E P S X E, or mm-hmm. if one knows what they're doing, to get it to run on a PlayStation. Mm. So that does exist. So I have played a chunk of that game in English. But back to your point, the original, there were rumors for many years that that game was essentially done and fully translated, and then just never released. And what does exist uh, is the, I believe, the advertisement for it coming here, much like um, I think it was Dragon Quest. Four on the back of the Dragon Quest Seven English manual, just for a weird. Yeah, there's there's, there's a few of those funny things where it's like, yeah, they yeah. Aver- like advertise the game and then it never. Yeah, I will I, say I this actually, I, Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. keep going. I'm so I was gonna. No, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say I, I I need to at some point get into the whole PS One fan translation stuff because I really want to play um, Soul Hackers on a on a TV and stuff. So oh, I need to do that. Someday. You have it on. Um, I I played the 3DS version. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm going to say something that's blasphemous. I know Mr. Nick Rocks would cringe and be very upset. Now, while I love the the whole story and setting behind Steinsgate, and I've even watched most of the anime, which, as a matter of fact, I own. Time out. I own the anime. (laughs) I also own the European version, the English version. Of Steins yeah. Gate itself. I, I own two copies of that for some oh. reason. <laughs> that is a I'm talking I'm not talking about the anime. I'm not talking about the whole John Teeter story behind it, which is amazing. Which uh weird shout out here. Never I've never done this shout out. Look up go to Retro Recipes, a European gentleman, uh English gentleman, fantastic channel that focuses on a lot of Commodore stuff. Uh he actually did a show on the whole 
John Teeter's story because he was unfamiliar with it. Anyway, bringing it back to Steins Gate. That visual novel game is very tough to get into. <laughs> that is very tough to get into. I don't know how our fans feel, but... Um, I, I will admit you, to have not, have, having still not played very much of it yet. Are, are you familiar with the whole John Teeter story? I See, I was trying to remember if I am or not, and it might be a case where I... I Am in just in forgetting it. It's a whole Art Bell type. It's this is such a weird thing to be talking about right now. It's such an Art Bell type thing where there's a guy that came from the future. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. To get that old IBM chipset. Yeah, yeah. Or the CPU in order to okay. Yeah, yeah. You need to. The people out there need to listen to the retro recipes episode that was done. Because, and this channel is not the type of channel to cover something like this. Why would this guy cover something like this? Because he's heavily into these type of classic computers, and this story came across his way. And it was actually very interesting to get his take and research on it because he actually had no you know, predetermined thoughts on this. And he actually had done some of the best work I'd seen. And I always like being like an agent molder and I want to believe, <laughs> but either one or two things with this story, either this did happen and he was from the future or sadly what this guy uncovered finally fully disproves it. And essentially everything that was said was accurate and only a few known people would have had the insight as to those late 70s computers like to it's not fresh in my head but like only a very select few set of individuals would know what was necessary that John Teeter did mm. and but the only way he would know if he's not really from the future is he would have to be connected to one of those individuals, I believe, at NASA. And through the daisy chain, I don't even know how, and the homework this guy did, I believe that was a possibility, and I believe he did. I need to watch that video. I, I found it. I'll have to go watch Which it now leads me to believe that it was bullshit. I mean, look, I'm not <laughs> sitting here, you know, with my tinfoil hat, but it was such a cool story. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, this is all kind of bringing it back to Steinsgate. And while this kind of stuff is up up my alley, um, oh, I, it just hit me because I'm talking about it. I, I can't, I can remember from the animators that to do do that <laughs> you probably think I'm yeah, going yeah, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. Hey, if anyone's listening and they got our email address and you've got thoughts on Steinsgate, I want to hear what you have to say. Because <laughs> didn't Nick Rock say that, that it even surpassed the greatness of Police Knots? He was, he, he talked it up quite a bit. I don't know about that Quite one. a bit. Uh, and finally, uh, with the title of this email saying, uh, Punished Molly, um... It says, just want to chime in on another great discussion to add that alongside Death Stranding, uh, Silent Hill 4 The Room is another game that really speaks to the strange times we're living in. Um, and th this, this comes from uh, April of this year, so that's, wow, I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mentioned the idea of less popular hardware getting mini versions. If you both had to pick, what platform would it be? 
I'm going with the GameCube Mini for the many games unavailable elsewhere. But honestly, the true reason for wanting it or any other is, much like the Mini Genesis add-ons, an urge to lord over a collection of tiny hardware. A wafer-thin PS2 Slim Classic is also relevant to my interests. Okay, so before we go on real quick, uh, what mini console would you want that we don't have? And what's interesting is since this email, I don't know if it's before or after this email, um, we've gotten like the the Sega Astrocade mini, for example. Well, I mean, if you want me to go more, can I give a few answers, which totally yeah. defeats the purpose of, okay, I'll, I'll give you a few realistic answers and then I'll give you my my personal, like, okay, well, if this is just for me and something that not everyone else is going to say. I, I also agree with PS2. PS2 would be a great one. Um, since we're getting into this whole funky, well, you know, I would have said maybe a CPS2-based mm. uh, miniature. And I guess you could kind of spruce that up because those did use weird encased boards. Um, but just to make it simple, without me overthinking it, the Amiga 500. Hmm. Amiga 500. I've never touched an Amiga, but I do know how popular they are, gaming-wise. Yeah, I think, you know, you get like a 16-bit type experience. Um, I know a lot, a lot of Commodore fans, they all love the 64, and I, I own the 64, and I'm not going to disrespect the 64. I know for what it was, it's considered one of the greatest of all time. I have the my, Commodore 64 Mini. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, so that's, I know it's a good one, but for me personally, and that upgrade in power, and for what, it, for so many years, you know, it was on the level, or what some people felt even, you know, now when you think graphics, you think Mac, you know, Apple. And right. Apple II was a great machine, but Amiga. If if you don't have the X sixty eight thousand in Japan, and you and the battle was kind of Apple and the Amiga, I, I would say the Amiga five hundred. See, you you just mentioned I think one of my weird picks, which would be the Apple II. Like I I have such fond memories of a bunch of really weird games on the Apple II, and I would love an easy way. Just plug them it into a TV and and play them again. Um, I, I I don't know if anybody else would care, but it would be a fun choice. Uh this I, just I, hit me as you said it. Yeah, that would sell gang. It would be an obscure release, but if Apple made the Apple II Mini, all those hardcore Apple nuts. Yeah, that would. That's you're right. That would sell right out. They could totally do that. They could totally do that. That would, you know what? You know, I bet they could do like a, a Mac Mini. I mean, I, we, I know we have a Mac Mini, but like of the original Macintosh, mm-hmm. like a little, like a half size version, kind of half not. Because you know, like, because we have all those kind of those 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 weird like desktop arcade cabinets now. Yes, that like I don't know if they're like fourth size or whatever whatever their size they are. You know, they're like, like what, 12 inches tall or something like that? Like, you could do something like that for the original Mac. And I bet, I bet you it would sell. They um, can do the Apple II <clears throat> and put the yeah. finishing touch on it, which would be yeah. 
Ladies and gentlemen, pre-order yours now. <laughs> Four ninety-nine. God. Um, I I don't know that it would ever be possible, but I think a Saturn Mini would be nice, just oh, because. Oh yeah. Just yeah. because of how hard of a console that is to to play these. Yes. Days. You know what? I my my personal nostalgia answer. I'm going to stick to the Amiga Five Hundred. But Molly gave the correct answer. The the Saturn Mini. Yes. I, I know. I know. People have been saying like Dreamcast Mini, but I feel like Saturn nah. is yeah. is a harder console to get into at this point than the Dreamcast is. I'm going to be weird. I, look, everyone knows I love the Dreamcast. All right. I I, the, I would want a Saturn Mini way more than the Dreamcast Mini. And I think that's because a lot of your major experiences in some form or another you can experience on modern hardware. And that's kind of a testament right. to the Dreamcast strength that their games have aged that well in many ways. Yeah. But if you're looking for obscure shooters, sprite, two, you know, pinnacle of 2D outside of the Neo Geo, uh, yeah, Saturn. And I mean, in just getting stuff like Burning Rangers and Panzer Dragoon Saga... You know, I mean, there, there's like, like like a handful of games. That if you got it, you'd pay for it already. Yeah, you know? right. Um, so we go on and say, uh, what game by Atlas from the '80s or '90s would each of you pick for M2 to emulate with quality of life improvements for an Atlas Ages series? Man. Mine would be Dark Messiah for PS1 retitled Hell Knight Pekami Europe so that more people can discover this tense horror adventure game. Jeez, I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, that's that's like... Let's come back to that next next show. That's, that's, I got to actually think about that. That's an interesting um, question. Yeah, because I mean like, like old school Atlas. Because the problem is I, I instantly think of like Megami Tensei stuff. Right. But they had a lot of other games beyond that. So I need to think mm. about that. Um... Even though Atlas broke Molly with its re-release, at least until a Switch Persona 5 pulls you back in Al Pacino style, Persona <laughs> fans can take heart. Atlas has put all your money to good use, uh, indulging Vanillaware with 13 Sentinels. Long may it continue. I, 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 I kind of didn't like 13 Sentinels, but I know oh, everybody loves it so much. Debbie Downer. Yoko Taro loves it so much, so... Uh, stay yeah. safe and keep up the great work, Keith. Keith, huh? Yeah. Really? Oh, that name is very special to me. I'm I'm not being sarcastic either. Wow. So. Hmm. Yeah. So you know, I mean, if if we can remember, let's go back to Alice's question because like that's a, that's yeah. That's, and I, I need to actually think about that. And what is uh, as a reminder? I should know this as I'm a part of the show. But what is our email address for people to send? Uh, their love, their hate, their questions, and all in between, too. It is gvgp at morningproject.com. That's and it, it, it is in the show at, notes. It is in the show notes if you okay. forgot to spell it. So. All right. gvgp at morningproject.com. Yep. That sounds good. So with that... Another episode of the Generic Video Game Podcast, episode 42, will be in the can momentarily. We are now into 2021. We're still alive, breathing, six feet above ground, and playing games uh, more uh, 
than ever. So once again, thank you for your patience, fans. Hope you had a happy holiday season and your new year is off to a start that is as best as possible. And for Molly and on behalf of myself, Anthony, we'll catch you next time.